Matthew chapter number 9, verse number 27, the Bible said, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. When he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it. According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly <clears throat> charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. When the devil was cast out, the dumb man spake, and the multitude marveled, saying, It was never so seen. In Israel. Isn't that sad? Never so seen in Israel. Brother Richard Robinson, that's the blessing. Amen. I guess I'd have to say this will be like Paul Harvey. This is part of the message I had laid out and preached Saturday, but I never really got to even read the scripture Saturday. Uh, so I asked the Lord last night, and he said, preach it today. Well, he preached it this morning, talking about seeing, being able to see, and, and how you're seeing, and why you're seeing, and what you're seeing. Turn in Matthew chapter number 11 and verse number 5. said, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walked, and the lepers are cleansed, <clears throat> and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor Notice this, have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. I got to thinking on the subject of being blind. Now, in this biblical times, uh, blindness was really a handicap. They didn't have schooling where they could go and learn them a trade and stuff. And <clears throat> mostly they sat by the wayside of begging. And I thought about this subject as they were sitting there every day begging. How many of us get so used to our routine? Every day we do the same thing. Think about being led out, sat down somewhere, and you sit there all the time begging for alms that you might eat and be able to survive. And no doubt in my mind, people get at ease. They get at ease in a routine. They get at ease knowing this is all I have to do and this is all I'm going to do. I just wonder sometimes, you remember there was ten healed and only one turned back. I thought about if God came and healed somebody that was totally blind, I just wonder how many of them really appreciate it. Total healing. Now think about this. Some people, I'm talking about spiritual blindness in church in case you hadn't tied it together. Blindness in church spiritually means you're lost. Undone without God. A lot of folk don't want to see. They just don't want to see because if they see they have changed their ways. Now think about this. If that blind person 
is suddenly healed, he'd go out and go get a job. <laughs> and a lot of folks don't want to work. They just ain't going to work. They'd rather be blind. I, I, I can hear the Baptist side of them now. Well, he come by there and heal me, and I got to go to work. I can see I have to go do something. I satisfied sitting there. What, what does he mean coming by and healing me like that? Amen. Am I telling the truth? There's a lot of folk don't want to get healed, spiritually saying, because they're not ready to give up drinking. They're not ready to give up doping. They're not ready to give up carousing around. They just soon to be blind and never see. But you ask them if they want to go to heaven, they sure do. They really want to go to heaven. But they don't want to see the truth of the thing. These two came. Not only did they come, they followed him in the house. <laughs> Many a time flying out from Atlanta and especially from Charlotte, going to Jamaica, you fly over that city. And when you come back landing, you're landing coming over that city. And you'll see homeless folks on street corners begging. And part of this message reminded me of that. i never forget one time we was landing down here in Charlotte. Here's a guy with a grocery buggy on the corner. Got all kinds of junk thrown in it. Wife, two or three young ones sitting over here in the edge of the woods. And I thought to myself, wonder why he don't do any better. Then I, I remember what that boy told my son right up here at Love's truck stop. My oldest son went to school with him. Asked him what he was doing out there begging. And he turned around and asked my son, said, what are you doing working? He said, I made $85,000 last year cash. How much did you make? See, they're satisfied being blind. They don't want to see the truth. I'm talking spiritually tonight. They don't want to hear the preaching truth. They don't want to see nothing in action. They'd get mad if Jesus come by and healed them to where they could see what condition they were in because they're satisfied sitting by the wayside doing nothing. And I thought about that family down there and... Uh, listen, I'll help anybody that's willing to help themselves. They some folks ain't going to help themselves. No matter what you do. In chapter number 12 and verse number 22 of Matthew. <coughs> then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil. Blind and dumb. And he healed him. Insomuch that the blind... And Dumbo spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? <laughs> Chapter 15, stay with me before my voice quits. Chapter 15, verse number 14. <coughs> Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. You want to know why the church world's in a mess? They're satisfied with the blind leading the blind. 
Isn't it funny? <laughs> Every one of us has probably had this at one point in our life. Somebody showed you a little better way of doing what you was doing, and you didn't like it. I've always done it this way. <laughs> yeah, and you always got the same results, didn't you? <laughs> I, 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 I'm one that if they make a tool that's going to help me, I'm going to buy that tool. Amen. If it's going to make my life easier, I'm going to buy that tool. I want to learn the easiest way to get the job done and the best results. And I'm not so pig-headed that I can't let somebody show me a trick or two. Amen. Amen. Or uh, isn't it funny that sometimes when a preacher will preach on a subject and the Holy Ghost will touch your heart, you want to stay blind. You want to be ignorant of it. You want to play dumb in it. i never forget the first time the state trooper stopped me. And he asked me, he said, didn't you know better? Duh, no, I'm out here doing it. And evidently I didn't. Smart aleck me, right? He didn't like that. He slapped me across the hood and patted me down then. He was real nice up to that point. He didn't like a smart aleck. And he showed me by handcuffing me and setting me in the back seat of that car. I thought, go ahead and smart off to him again, stupid. I mean, here you are out here driving. You ain't got no driver's license. You ain't even old enough to get them. And you want to smart off to a cop. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting there and he's running my name and all of this. And I said, officer. He said, shut up, boy. Ignorance is no excuse. I'll never forget that. I'm sitting in the back seat and I'm thinking, my daddy's going to kill me when he has to get me out of jail. Because I'm driving his truck and they're going to impound his truck. I think I'll just stay in jail. I don't think I'll let them call my daddy. Two Hensleys in jail has never been a good thing. And I'm sure he'd be in there for killing me. But I learned something. That officer said, son, I'm going down the road. You can either walk home or whatever you want to. He got out of sight and I fired that truck up and I went to the house. A few days later, letter come in the mail. Mama said, boy, what have you done? I said, what are you talking about, Mama? Look at this letter from the State Highway Patrol. It says you got stopped the other day. And you didn't have driver's license. What was you driving? I said, Daddy's truck. Well, why did he stop you? I said, because I outrun him. See, playing dumb still don't get the job done. The dumb and the blind was healed. He is no longer dumb. He is no longer blind. Amen. When you truly get saved, you're no longer dumb. You're no longer blind. Because the Holy Spirit of God will convict you when you're lost and undone to get you saved. And then when you get saved, He'll convict you when you're doing wrong. You can't say 
God, I was blind to that. Because we know better. We know better. So that letter was to inform me that when I did go get my license, I had three points on my license already. So I went a couple of months after that and took the test. Made a 98. Had to wait for two months for Raleigh to send me my license. See what it cost me? Just a 10-minute joyride from the house down to the store and back. Cost me a lot of money. Cost me a lot of time of waiting. Why? Because I wanted to play dumb. Don't laugh so hard, people. I've learned a lot in 67 years. I I wasn't a real smart kid because I'd already knowed it all. Not a man in the house. Every one of you is exactly like me. You'd knowed it all when you was teenagers. Oh, I know I'm not just preaching to myself tonight. I know God had to get you out of a mess more times than you even know about. Amen. (laughs) Isn't it funny that we can see others, but we can't see ourselves? In 15 and verse number 30, And a great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk. Are you with me? Say amen. And the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. When your sight really gets right, others will glorify God because of you. Do you know how many people shouted when, when Dennis Hensley got saved? <laughs> people I'd forgot about for 50 years began to shout when they heard Dennis had got saved. Amen. Mother McCormick, I know you in heaven. Bless your heart, Mama, for putting up with me when I was little. Sure just beat me in the head with a broom, throwed me out the window. Right? But when I went out there to preach, she loved me up in her arms. Boy, she was tickled to death. I got saved, I can tell you that. Why? Because she knew what I was when I was little and young. Eat the cookie, drink the Kool-Aid, and jump out the window and run off. Right, that was me. Now, I know you wasn't that bad. I know y'all were little angels when you was young and all that. I'm just, just talking about the devil of a pastor that you got. What he used to be. But she loved me up, and she was glad that I wasn't blind anymore. She's really glad that I wasn't dumb anymore. Amen. She was glad that I wasn't lame and maimed and hauled. She was tickled to death that that boy had got saved. And others. I went to Emmanuel Free Will Baptist to preach when Joe Hems was pastor there. And a McKinney girl that I went to school with. Can't be the Dennis Hensley I went to school with. She told Joe that. Joe said, well, I don't know if you went to school with him or not. And I went over there and there she stood. She said, I can't believe that you're a preacher. 
I said, well, it's true, honey. God saved me. And after I got through preaching that day, she come and hugged me up. She said, boy, I'm glad God saved you. Said, I figured you'd die before you were 16. I said, everybody else did too. Amen, they really did. But you know, God has a way of opening your eyes. God has a way of opening your understanding. God has a way of making you whole. It doesn't matter how lame or weak or weary or whatever you were. God is able to heal that and make a new creature out of you in Christ Jesus. The problem of it is uh, some folks still don't want to be healed. You know what? Ever the scripture that I read studying for this message, talking about the lame, the blind, and all that was healed, I never have understood why everybody didn't come at once in that town. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you hear that that healing's right down the road, why would you run down there and get healed? Right? Me and Brother Mickey Poor was anointing up in the <laughs> hospital one day. We had a time. I mean, God got real up there in that hospital. We shouted up and down them hallways. People was asking us to go in and anoint their loved ones, and we was just having a big time in the Lord. We got out on the sidewalk and got happy outside and got to preaching and shouting, running up and down the sidewalk out there. I looked at Brother Mickey. I said, bless the Lord, run down to the store and get a spray bottle. We'll miss them as they go in and pray over them. That's how real it got that day. When it gets that real to you, you want to see the things of God. You'll have a hunger for the things of God. I just couldn't understand why when they heard of all of those folks being healed, why everybody in that town didn't grab their loved ones and take them to where the healing was. But it's still so today, isn't it? You can't get some of them to realize that God truly loves them. And he desires the best for them. Are you with me? (coughs) Chapter 20 in Matthew and verse number 30. (coughs) And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? Isn't it funny that he asked them that question? Now, I've wondered about situations like that. Now hold on just a minute and let me give you a thought or two. You remember Simeon wanted to buy that power of the Holy Ghost. Everybody remember that? He thought it was a commodity that you could just buy, put it in a jar and take it with you. He thought it was something that he could make money on. He thought it was something that, that was conjured up and, and maybe you could just market it. 
But it's not that way. If you look at that scripture, and Jesus asked him, said, what do you want me to do? I had this thought when I read that scripture. I wonder how many might have said, Lord, just make me rich. I don't mind being blind as long as I got money. Isn't that what the world's saying? Spiritually speaking, oh, I don't mind being lost as long as I got plenty of money. <laughs> you, you ain't caught it yet, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you. How many take their children and try to make them into a ball player where they can make lots of money? Who is the heroes of today? Race car drivers, football players, basketball players, goofers and golfers and all of them. How many are saying, God, I want my boy to grow up like Billy Graham? How many really want that for their child? When Jesus looked at him and said, what do you want me to do for you? Now think about this. What if one of them had said, Lord, just make me rich. I don't mind being blind. Just give me lots of money. Or maybe one of them would say, Lord, just make me popular. Movie star or something like that. Or give me a good singing voice where, where I can make millions. I love watching people that on America's Got Talent or any of those that surprise those that are listening. You know they don't look that part and their voice don't sound like it belongs to that body. And they turn their chairs around and they're astonished at what they're seeing compared to what they heard. First time I ever heard Michael Combs, I thought he was a black man. Yeah, I did. I thought he was a black man for a long time till I seen the little red-headed feller. I said, man, that voice don't go with that body. And I thought about, is this scripture, what if these guys had just said, instead of healing my eyes, just give me one of those things like that. You know, you know I don't mind going to church, preacher, if I can go to church and still be a whorehopper. Church is okay as long as I can stay drunk. Church is all right as long as I can do my dope and, and my crooked dealings and, and just do the worldly stuff. I don't mind going to church. That wasn't what Jesus was looking into their heart to see. You know, we come to church and we say one thing, but do we really mean it? Lord, I want to be saved. I want to be used of God. God saves you and says, go do this. And you say, uh-uh, not me. No, no, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that, Lord. Well, God wouldn't ask you to do it if he didn't give you the ability to do it. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? 21 and 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priest and the scribe saw the wonderful things that he did, 
and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. God help us. Years ago, a lady asked me to pray for her husband to quit drinking. And I said, ma'am, I'll not do that. And she said, why not, preacher? I said, I'll pray for your husband to get saved and he'll quit drinking. So we prayed. I was preaching revival at her church. The old boy came last night and got saved. I'll never forget it. All week long they cried in that altar. I'm talking about tears running down a hardwood floor. That old boy got saved and <laughs> announced his calling to preach. She left him. You know what she really wanted? She just wanted a sober drunk. She didn't want God to save him and get him to where he needed to be with God. Or she'd still be with him. They're divorced. And I thought right then, you begged and pleaded and cried all week and asked everybody to pray. And he finally got his sight and you left him. I often wonder in those scenarios, I may be off base completely, but I don't think I am. Maybe she just wanted him to quit drinking so she'd have more money to do what she wanted to do. I mean, that thought entered my mind. Then I thought, well, maybe that she wanted him more like a puppet on a string, get him sober where I can tell him what I want him to do and him go do it. I don't know. But isn't it sad when some folks get their sight, other folks get mad. Isn't that funny? Isn't that really funny? (laughs) Well, I don't mind them going to church as long as they don't come to church here. Ooh, that hurt, didn't it? (laughs) I don't mind them getting saved. Just don't be saved around me. No, you're the one that needs to be saved. You're the one blind. Hello? (laughs) Listen, I ain't got an enemy in this world that I know of. But if I do have, I want him to be saved and I'd love for him to sit in this church. I'd love for him to be able to come and sit here and feel welcome. I don't care if me and him's had a fist fight and I fought, whatever, gun fight. If he'll get saved, live for God, I want him to sit here where we can worship together. And just be honest, I've worshipped with a lot of old boys that I've had some mighty tough tussles with. Yeah, I have. I've sat with them in church and hugged them, cried together in an altar. One old boy used to go to faith. I hope praise still does. I hadn't been up there in a while. I went up there and there he said, me and him had one of the worst knockdown drag outs it ever was. I tried my best to kill him. I knocked him off his porch and his porch had 14 steps and he never touched the inch of the yard till he hit the ditch line. And I jumped off the porch and on top of him. I meant to kill him. 
and would have if his stepdaddy hadn't stuck a 38 in my mouth. I'm serious, folks. That's how bad it was. When he was sitting there in the house of God and I went and sat right down beside him, he looked over at me and began to cry and I began to cry. We began to hugging and crying and praising God right there in the church together. Why? God saved makes a difference. Didn't want to kill each other anymore. We wanted to love on one another. I went and sat with him every night of that revival. What a blessing. But somebody gets mad a lot of times. Now we're reading the scriptures talking about church folk. Church folk. Leaders in the church. They got mad. Jesus doing all these miracles. People getting to see, walk. Uh, You ain't got the whole picture yet. Can you picture somebody that's had leprosy and their fingers fell off and their fingers come back? Yeah. Now, that'll make you turn cartwheels, won't it? Here they brought them in. Maybe their arm fell off or whatever and laid them at Jesus' feet. And they left there walking with whole bodies. Thank God. It's possible. Very possible in Christ Jesus. But would it make you mad if one of your enemies got saved? Somebody you didn't like got saved. I had a lady ask me one time, said, you think Charles Manson can get saved? I said, is he breathing? Yeah. I said, well, he can get saved. You mean after all he done? I said, I don't care what he done. God can save him. God can save him. Are you with me? Say amen. Chapter 23 and verse 16, a couple more, and I'm going to quit. My voice is about gone. (coughs) Chapter 23, verse 16 says, Woe unto you, you blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. You fools and blind, whether he's greater the gold or the temple, then sanctifieth the gold. Now listen, and whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing, but whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty, you fools and blind. For whether he's greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift, whoso Notice this, therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it, by all things thereon. Whoso shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven, sweareth by the throne of God, by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you. Scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. For you pay tithes of men and anise and coming and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, are you with me? And not to leave the other undone. Sometimes we'll give a church all the praise. Sometimes we'll give a preacher all the praise. 
It's only God that can save them. It's only God that can restore the sight. Are you with me? Say amen. I'm glad God's a God of love and mercy. Amen. All right, let's skip over, if you will, to 2 Corinthians. (coughs) I get hot, I go to barking. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Are you there? Therefore, seeing we have this mystery, as we have received mercy, we thank not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servant, for Jesus' sake. Are you with me? Say amen. It's nothing I could do. It's nothing you could do except be a light. And if people are willing, and I guess what we started off with there tonight is a good thing that it come when it did. Love, let our voice encourage. Yes, we need to tell them the truth, but how we tell them makes a big difference. What frame of mind we tell them. You remember the strobes that stood on the street corners and you're going to hell and all of this. Well, there's one thing they did do. They got more people reading their Bible than every preacher in this county. They did do that. They sure did. They got people looking in the scripture to see if that what they were saying was true. Now, I don't know if they were doing it for God or or self. That's not up to me to judge. But I do know one thing. They sure stirred up some things for God. And if you know anything, if we can lead them to Jesus and get them to see the glorious gospel that saved us, I was probably one of the sorriest things God ever saved, but he saved me. I was probably the least of any among us tonight, but God saved me. Give me a sight to see a difference that salvation makes in a human. You can get knowledge without God. Yeah, you can read the book, know all them words and all that Greek and all that stuff. And no, not God. Are we in it to save souls and turn the light on? Or are we just going to be a mouthpiece to keep them in the dark? What kind of church do you want? Your church is exactly what you are. Nothing more, nothing less. If this church has love, it'll come from you. If this church has concern, it'll come from you.
this church has anything, God will use you to get it through. Everybody stand. (coughs) 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 Father, I'm glad I'm (coughs) able to stand here some tonight. What a blessed service we had this morning, Father. I want to praise you for that. I want to praise you for souls that use the altar. And God, that you had touched them in such a manner they needed to come and talk to you. Father, I I preach tonight unto these people that you've given me. How's your sight? God, I didn't get it all preached tonight. This old body's frail. Father, you take what little I could do and use it for your glory. Instill it in these hearts, Father, that we're trying to lead them to Jesus, not discourage them from Jesus. God, help us to stand as a body of believers, of family that's been mentioned here tonight, with open arms to receive whosoever will, let him come. So, Father, you bless the effort here tonight. Bless the hearts of these that have come, and I thank you for each and every one of them. So please, Father, help us take it to the highway and hedges and compel them to come to know this same Jesus. Your blessings we've asked in Jesus' name for his glory. (coughs) If you have a need to bring it to the altar, step out and come right now that I might pray for you. Father, again, I say thank you. I bless your name tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.